You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, welcome in. Always aggravated after Roberto just got done with a completely inappropriate joke. Um, We come to you. You are a sick man. We come to you on a Tuesday afternoon. Roberto has a big role on this puppy because you have this fantasy about what if David had married a different woman. Um, I want to start out. That's not the only fantasy he has. Uh, It's the most tame one I have. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to repeat what you said as we started recording. Please don't. Uh, No, it's tough even for a pod. Um, I wanted to start out with this. I always like to take one of our reviews on Apple Pod because Lord knows Radio.com doesn't have that functionality. Mm. Um, But it's it's always funny when you get some of the reviews. So it's like customer service. So um, whether it's this pod uh, or Cash the Ticket, our other pod, Hit the subscribe button right there for you. Um, We had a a, a gentleman or woman complaining about the ad placement, and it's too much like terrestrial. All right, let me explain something to you. This is very simple. Don't blame me. Blame the company. This is the way they want it. I don't control when the ads run. I I, I wasn't given that option. I had to fight tooth and nail to even get the podcast approved. So, look, I get it. Maybe it's not your speed, your style. Couple reminders for you. A, it's free, okay? B, you can move around and listen to what you want when you want. But the the ad placement, that, that we don't get to choose that. I feel like this calls for your customer service music, Mike. Yeah, hi. Oh, thanks for the free content that really no other local radio hosts are doing almost anywhere. But, hey, I'm going to bitch and moan about ad placement. I'd prefer it at the 14-minute mark and not the 12th. Yes, I only wish, I only wish I had time in the day to complain about such things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly. So, yeah, guys, that's not our call. So, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, why don't you email somebody at Intercom, see if they get back to you. All right, now, <laughs> now listen to me. Um, real quick before we get into Roberto's fantasy, I need to bring this up. Roberto, you're not going to have a comment because I don't even know if you know who this person is. We are three weeks into the NFL season. This player has been legitimately awful, and it's a guy I like. It's a guy I think is going to be a star. Mm. It's a guy I'm not bailing on, but I wanted to offer this out of fairness to Sully and David. And David is a king of haterade with this cat. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is it entering your mind the remote possibility that Baker Mayfield is not as good as I thought he was? I'm asking you guys, I have an and then I'll talk about it. I have a take, but David, this is no. you need to go first on this one. No, oh, it was bad. Oh, it, oh, he's been bad. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He loves to scramble right. He, for some reason, doesn't understand that he needs to stay in the pocket and let his playmakers do the job. He still thinks he's in Oklahoma, I believe. Mm. 
He wants to scramble around, make the play, make spectacular things look, you know, look, look, make the easy things look spectacular. Like, there's no need. There was a play in Sunday night's game where he just needed to step up in the pocket. He may have been able to do the Daniel Jones and run into the end zone, but he decided to scramble to the right again. I think, I'm not going to say bust because it's just second year, but he has to improve. See, I'm not quite worried yet. And I know I've been saying this all offseason. It's a fantasy football offense. Anytime you just throw all these pieces together, you cannot expect everything to gel at first. I didn't expect the Browns to be good at the early part of the season. I think that they might progress and get better as the season goes on. But it's just too much to ask when you have all these egos, all these personalities, all these big players to ask for that to click from day one. You look at any time this has happened in sports, whether it's LeBron going to Miami or any sort of super team concept, it's tough to get it rolling from day one. All right, biggest problem, the O-line stinks. I mean, it's not just average, it's bad. Yes, it is. Uh, Oh, it was bad. (laughs) But the other problem, I mean, five interceptions. Mm -hmm. He's only completing 56.8% of his passes. Um, I know the O-line is a part of it. I know he can't push it down the field, but I'm, I'm just, look... I love the guy. I think he's a star, but I'm worried about two elements. It's the O-line, and here's why I'm worried. I am worried about Freddie Kitchens. Thank you. Boy, oh boy, does he look overmatched. And and maybe we should have seen it coming sooner. Maybe it should have been a bigger concern. And it's not just about the fourth and nine draw play. I mean, I thought he totally mismanaged the last couple plays of the game. Yes. What are you doing? Where's the middle of the field? Or where's pick play, crossing routes? Where's a fade to Odell isolated? Like something. I just, I'm worried about Freddie Kitchens and that old line. And obviously that's going to make me worry about Baker. I still think he's a star in the making. I still think he's awesome. But boy, I'll tell you, that is a bad combination right now. And they're going to go to Baltimore this weekend and lose. Oh, buddy. Well, here's oh, the thing. Oh, buddy. And you mentioned Freddie <laughs> Kitchens. There was a play, I believe, in the third quarter. It was third and seven. And if you look at the All-22, all three of the receivers are running fly routes. There's no short route. There's nothing in the middle, nothing there. And the the play design, I don't understand what was going on there. That's all Freddie Kitchens. By I don't way, get it. The line for that game, and we'll talk more about this on Cash the Ticket, um, Baltimore opened up minus three and a half. Do you know what the line is right now? Uh, I would guess. I would guess it's five and a half, six and a half. Try seven. Ooh. Uh, as Roberto once famously said, it's getting pounded with flavor. Yeah. Oh. I mean, well, and Mike, don't you think though? Look, Baker, super competitive guy. You think that he might get it right and figure out a way to. But if it doesn't, you kind of get the vibe that things could spiral in Cleveland mm. with with as much personality they have on that team yeah it's already starting to me but yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into that later i just i needed to at least do a couple minutes on it i love the guy i think the ability's there uh i i kind of think there's a systemic failure happening in front of him that o-line and i freddie kitchens is on the worry list mm-hmm. oh he's been bad yeah yeah i need to see him uh i don't know I need to see him figure it the, the figure it the hell out because i don't like what i'm watching mm-hmm. at all well, and, and I, hey, you know what? This is a podcast. This isn't a. This might be such a dumb take that I would never say on the regular show. But I saw some rumors floating around, totally unconfirmed rumors, just people speculating huh. how Freddie Kitchens out after year one in Cleveland, Jim Harbaugh in 
next year in Cleveland. See, on surface, I don't mind people saying it, but, yeah. if, but are they watching what's going on locally? Wow. If you don't you think Freddie that? Kitchens has a clue what he's doing, are you watching Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let me go find a guy who blankly stares into the sky. Yep. Now, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in that if I'm mm-hmm. Cleveland. There are plenty of guys who are currently in the NFL who I am far more interested in. Hell, if I'm going to go and make a grandiose hire, here's what I do. I pick up the phone, and I call Norman, Oklahoma, yes. and I call Lincoln Riley, Yep. and I go, sure. Lincoln, $10 million a year. You want to be the head coach in the NFL and have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, yes or no? Right. Simple. Totally. I'm not interested in yeah. Jim Harbaugh. I, I mean, that that's just not in Cleveland. Yep. Not with Baker. I mean, it's different if you tell me that, you know, Stephen Ross picks up the phone and calls him and goes, come to Miami and save my tanking fran- franchise, and right. you get to pick the quarterback because right. we went 0-16. Right. It would make a little more sense. Right. He'd be insulated by his Wolverine buddy, but... I, do you think Harbaugh looks like a guy who's ready to take over? Not that team. You know what I'm saying? Not, I, not that, that team, team. in Notre I, think I don't those, see it. Those players are looking at him like he's crazy. Right? I don't see it at all. You want to get away, relax, have a good time? Yeah, that sounds great. Anything beats work. Well, how about Vegas? The D, completely renovated. You can enjoy all the comforts of a Vegas hotel without blowing a bunch of money on the bill. Go spend it on, you know, what Roberto would. Or, or maybe don't spend it on what Roberto would. Just enjoy your trip. Circa Sports is open down the street at Golden Gate. They've got a new sports book at the D Las Vegas. It's all there. And I'll tell you, if you're lucky, you stop in at 3 a.m. at American Coney Island, you see Roberto face down right at the bar. The D.com, the D Las Vegas. Go see Derek and his, his establishment of fun. You're going to love it. It's the D Las Vegas. Check him out today. All right, Roberto, your fantasy, and I don't know why you're thinking about David being with another woman, but uh, I... <laughs> I know, this whole time you guys are talking, I'm, I'm trying to think how this ever even came up and what spawned this. Well, because... you'd, you'd be surprised what people are into nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think I remember, buddy. I, I don't, it's not relevant here. Um, we were talking, you know, sometimes this comes up, we've had this come up quite a few times of like, what are the whitest foods of all time? And not white in like in terms of like potatoes and bread, but like white people food. Yes. Right? And yeah. vice versa. We've also talked about, you know, the restaurants that black people love the most. <laughs> we also, oh, yes. We also have our annual white versus black Thanksgiving special. Oh, yeah. where, right, right. where the black menu has mm-hmm. dominated the white menu yep. right. going on 10 years. Yep. So I was thinking about this and I thought, you know what? What if David had married a white woman? If he married a white woman, what sort of meals would be presented to him for dinner on a nightly white basis? Culture, right. So basically you're saying, what if David had married Sully's mom? <laughs> right. See, I can't wait to see how... The whitest woman on earth. I can't wait to see how many of these meals I've had growing up. <laughs> He fried every Mike, one of these. All of them. Yeah, I called your mom. Let's see. Yeah. You're actually the kid who wears the fishing hat in Sandlot. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of white people around this office that you could probably name more than me. No, but you, your palate is the whitest well, of the white. I, yeah, I can't wait to see how many of these and, I and, have. W- and when we say white, let's be clear about something. <laughs> yes. You can be white, but ethnic. Meaning you have some cultural pride in yourself. Uh-huh. You are Italian. You are mm-hmm. uh, Greek. You, you are Latino. Uh, uh, no, I th- doesn't that does it, aren't you? Isn't what? wait a minute? It's white, black, Latina. Is, is Latino considered white? No, no Latino no. considered right, minority, so, black, right? 
<laughs> I don't know. I've never had to check the other know. boxes. I'm white. The point is, see, I'm Irish. You I'm can Irish be, pride. You yeah, can, oh, white. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Means You're, white. You had to leave, you had to leave your country because you couldn't grow potatoes. <laughs> what an embarrassment! A lot of great drinking. My point oh, is, th there, there are white people who have some cultural stuff to lean on and whose food is legit. And then there's this part of white people where it's just like, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do if it doesn't come out of a box. Yeah, and they, well, they had they had grandma's uh, Rolodex of recipes, where half the stuff is boxed and canned. And, yeah. Oh, but it's, see, it's it's the old recipe. It's yeah. old world Roberto, green bean casserole. I want to see how many of these recipes that my mom and grandma used to make. That's what <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to. So let's do this in sort of. I want to present this in sort of a lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh Jesus! Kind of a deal here. If so. David married, and again, David is into some of the richest foods out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, and, and again, it's the only it's, way you can live. Listen, I, you call it what it is. You go to a soul food restaurant, or you mm -hmm. go to a southern restaurant mm -hmm. that is rooted really in in, in 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 black food culture. Yes. It is not known to be the lightest fare oh, on no. earth. So, right. oh no, that's the basis here. David is into rich foods. You're leaving heavier. So, yeah. Oh, David, when I was in Charleston this weekend, mm -hmm. some of the shit that I saw people eating was unbelievable. Mm. I'm going. Wait, you're going to cover a biscuit in in that? And oh, wait, and you're going then you're going to oh, fry that? All that great. Yeah. I went to breakfast at a joint <laughs> that they took a biscuit, covered it in butter, uh -huh. put fried Come bologna on, on top uh -huh. of the damn thing, yep. and then they smothered. It in some kind of red gravy. Mm. Uh, needless to say, I had scrambled eggs and a, and a coffee. But <laughs> I just was like, oh my. I like a nice fried bologna sandwich, and that is a very white meal. All right. Now, now listen. Do I get to guess these, or are you just going to read them? I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll present mine. If there's anything I left off, please gonna, correct me. Well, I'm gonna, can I write down a couple guesses? Yes, and these are, these are full meals. So when David gets home on Monday night, <laughs> his white wife, Angela... <laughs> Angela is gonna have my name. Yeah, it's gonna have for him broiled pork chops. What, what did I write down? Broiled pork chops, <laughs> yet with mashed potatoes and stuffing. He said, no, oh, this is stuffing. This is broiled pork chops. No seasoning whatsoever. You cannot have any seasoning. She doesn't know how to do that. Uh, you'll have a very dry baked potato. Very dry. No butter, no salt, no sour <laughs> or, cream. Or boxed mashed potatoes. Oh, that, that's coming. That's Tuesday's meal. Oh. And then you can wash it down with a nice seltzer water. Oh. <laughs> no, it would be milk. That's like the very suburban white Whole dinner milk. beverage. Yeah. You, forgot, oh. you forgot the applesauce with the pork chops. Yes, now, that, you, was, you, I, yes. that was good growing up. Applesauce with pork chops. Pork chops and applesauce. Us? Now, oh, I grew up, yes. the rest of your white life is going to be such a yes. disappointment. I grew up eating pork chops, but not that. Fried, barbecued, smothered, baked. Tuesday night. Oh, Jesus. You'll have a rich, luxurious tuna noodle casserole. Ugh. And casserole, by, oh, by oh. what we mean by casserole is, it's a fancy name for throwing a bunch of shit into a pan. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just threw up in my mouth. Uh, I used to have a neighbor growing up as a kid. You could smell the tuna casserole oh, emanating, no. like emanating from the house. Oh, like I, no. I'd be outside like shooting hoops or if my dad had me mow the lawn at night and we would eat earlier. Oh, and you no. could just get that wafting of dirty canned fish and oh. pasta. <laughs> Emogulation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everything must be canned in the in the tuna noodle casserole. Oh, oh man! Uh, it's, but it's Aunt it's Aunt Kathy's tuna surprise. Right. And you can wash that down with a nice glass of pomegranate juice. Ugh. 
Stop it. Never would, had that. That would be milk. Yeah. Not in, did Mama Sully do to, uh, do to pork that, chops? That, that, see, that's one dish. Pork chops, you said? Yeah. Pork chops and applesauce, absolutely. Casserole? Oh, Ca- the casserole one, I never had that much at all. Green though. bean casserole? Green bean casserole, yeah. All canned, mind That you. was more like a Thanksgiving thing, though, you know? Oh! Never <laughs> <do it>. once. <laughs> green, bean casserole, green bean casserole wasn't on the regular. That was see, more the holiday, holiday you can, dish. You can make green bean casserole from scratch, and it's actually quite wonderful. But if but if you're taking canned beans, canned right. mushrooms, right. canned uh, whatever that, yeah. that fried soup, onions, the, the soup is, yeah. and then fried onions out of a bag, that's gross. Right. I made it from scratch one year, and I have to tell you, it produces something that tastes nothing like the canned bowls. <laughs> well, they still need to be crisp, the, the, yeah, the green exactly. beans, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, do I look like a man who doesn't know how to <laughs> deliver crisp beans? Oh, mine are crisp. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The next night's meal you will be presented with... Oh, this is high class. A nice bowl of baked beans with sliced hot dogs in it. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you didn't say this was a welfare dinner. You said it was a white dinner. What's the next? Wait a second. Micro- microwave fish sticks? Is that next? That, uh, uh, well, that, we'll, that, see, we'll see. That's a dinner. My, my grandfather lived through the Depression. That's the shit that he <laughs> ate. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right, how about... Like, don't um, you, hold on. Don't you think, though, in, it, by Wednesday night in the typical, like, mm. David's white future, <laughs> mm. he would be forced to dine on woefully overcooked spaghetti oh. with a jarred sauce and right. a box of that utterly ridiculous frozen Texas toast as a side. Oh. That, to me, is suburbia white dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, and, and the pasta is mush. Yeah, the, uh, or better yet, you, you know, you canned sauce. Do you know egg what, noodles? You know what I had a college buddy tell me? I wanted to throw up when he said this. Come on. He said his mom made something called spaghetti surprise. What is that? She would cook everything in the fridge. She would cook the pasta in the sauce. Oh! <laughs> in. The sauce. She would break the noodles I mean, in half. How lazy do you have to be? Drop them in the sauce, what? cover it, and come back. And, and and the pasta, Mike. The pasta gets all like bloated and. Oh, that's and, what you see in all these like late night shows where, where they're cooking like in the sure, big one yeah. pot dishes. You sure, can make yes. spaghetti and meatballs in one pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that to me yeah. by Wednesday night, you're the, the average Ugh. super white non Italian white family. You're getting one of those. How about this one? Nice, nice. Hearty meal of fish sticks Ugh. with a nice ranch dipping sauce. Nah. See, fish sticks to me always struck me as a children's food. Right. Yeah, I, I, I had it when I was a kid. Yeah, I <laughs> do, do any do any families eat that for dinner? Yes. No. 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 Really? No, not families. As a snack or like right. Make it for the kids. I think as a child, you were always offered a fish stick. Chicken nugget, yes. uh, you know, yep. uh, uh, a hot pocket reset. Yes. I don't what Roberto, your family didn't do that, did they? <laughs> my kids like them, so if, if, you know, if they're eating them, I'll grab some of them. Why not? Oh, my God. Yeah, but you're not eating it as a meal. No, and then you, you can, no. as a dessert with that meal, you can have a nice bowl of cottage cheese with pineapple. Ugh. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I don't do cottage cheese. No. That's disgusting. You know that what? I, I will tell you, maybe the, oh, whi- maybe the whitest meal, too, and you'd always get stuck with it on Sundays. Like, in our house, it was different. Sunday dinner was always Italian-based, and it would be early. Uh, and then you'd have sandwiches for dinner. Like, Italian dinner on Sundays is like 1 o'clock for kickoff. Yeah. And then by 6, 7 o'clock for NFL primetime, you had the cold cuts. My mm. dad would have all the Italian cold cuts. You'd make sandwiches. But you know, you know, like, the white Sunday dinner 
where you get these moms who can't cook worth a damn. <laughs> you, you do the roasted chicken. Uh, you know, and there'd be, and it's oh, yeah. I flavorless dreck. Yeah, green beans, carrots. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. had roasted chicken. Oh, oh, yeah. God. oh that, my God. That was a, a big thing in the yep. Sully household. Yep. Mm. Certainly. No. Well, give, me, give me one item we haven't covered here. Yeah. Um, I'll give you something that my dad loved, and I would always, you know, joking. Like, Your mom my... strikes me as somebody who'd throw a few hot dogs in, in a pot of water on a Wednesday uh, night. Ah, nice boiled hot dogs. Yeah, my dad would do them on the grill, certainly, but <laughs> you'd, you'd, uh, boiled hot That's dogs That's when he was sometimes. in town. Your dad would spend weeks at a time <laughs> in Brazil. <laughs> you know, funny story about that. Mike always says this about Brazil. And how literally, and I literally, how that stemmed from, I told Mike, I told Mike a very, emo- this is good, I'm glad we can talk about this in the podcast, a very emotional story one time about how, I kid you not, during 9-11, my dad was trapped in Brazil uh-huh. for a week story. Yep. because he was out of town, and yep. now Mike always yeah. says, oh, Sully's dad was always in Brazil and out of town, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is, isn't true, well, but no, it's you're funny. Right. You're right, because I'm doing it like he's like he's Fredo and yeah. the Godfather, cocktail yeah. waitresses, two at a that time. Is, that yeah. Is, yeah, that is a crazy you story. You got a whole other family in Brazil. The whole 9-11 now stuff. Sully yeah. is taking all the joy out of that yeah. reference. No. <laughs> he was trapped, <laughs> all right, between two broads. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was crazy though, man. Sully was Shit. at home eating boiled hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now how let, about no? Let me give you one. Okay, right. so my dad loved this, and I didn't really, uh, I didn't really like it. So we were kind of jokingly, oh no, I don't want to eat that. Uh, you know, like a meat, some sort of meatloaf. Yeah, right. Oh, that, Is that, that on there? Yes, but this would be meatloaf. Very dry meatloaf Ugh. made with no eggs because Ugh. that's what makes it nice and soft. And, and there would supple. be no gravy and it would be hit with ketchup. Ketchup, ketchup. Exactly. yes. See, yep. that's the difference. Like any soul food restaurant I've ever gone to in any part of the country, there's always a meatloaf on there, but it's smothered mm-hmm. or it is a pan griddled. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling Fork you. Fork tender. Yes. Oh, I got the crispy yep. outside and that. Right. With no like, ketchup. I, I tell you, meatloaf, it, I, that is the devil's dinner. <laughs> I never I mean, liked it. You got to be so a sadistic <laughs> asshole to like meatloaf. It is good, though, when you have it right. Now, how about this? How about a nice, because you know, I won't mention product names, but you get the gist of this. Mm-hmm. A nice boxed beef stroganoff. Here's a Sometimes. question. Sometimes. No, no, never. Like Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that doesn't shock me. Well, hold on. This is my question. What the fuck is beef stroganoff? Like... I, I, is is it white? Is it Russian? Like, is, is it really an ethnic food that yeah, became white? Yeah, I thought it was either white? like Polish or Russian or something. I don't know. But like, who makes beef stroganoff? I don't think I've heard someone even say those words in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Like, beef stroganoff is one of those foods that you can't get in the eighties. Think no, about that. Can't. Name another food you can't get at a restaurant, yet some families make it at night. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You can't get it at a restaurant. What restaurant do you go to, <laughs> and am. you look at the menu and you go? Uh, and sir, can I take your order? No, and you're scanning you scanning down. You go. You know, I got to tell you, yeah. how's your beef stroking up, <laughs> dude? I swear, there's some places by my house that, you know, the places like the old school diners where all it's all over sixty year old people. There's daily specials, and everyone has had dinner by 4 o'clock. You will find beef stroganoff on that. What is and that? the cabbage rolls. Ugh. The early bird um, special oh, for dinner. Yeah. What is beef stroganoff? Like, what's, it's what's like the sauce? It's like egg noodles. Right, yep. I know that. Yep. Ground beef. Or, or uh, sirlo- like a steak <laughs> chopped up, right? Okay. And then just like a... a what's the sauce? Yeah, what is the like sauce? A, a, isn't it you know sour it cream? Water. Yes, yes. It's su- it's sour cream and beef stock. I is believe. it wrong? I have no desire to eat That's that. That's disgusting. 
I bet you some. I mean, could be made good. Somebody could do a good job with it. How you know? You know what yeah. else is really? But you're really, not, you can't make it with powder. You know what else is really bad too? And I, I get stuck with this once in a while, going to a friend's house to eat in like middle school or, or high school. When you get white people stir fry, you ever uh, experienced that? I've never had that <laughs> yeah. before. Like white if people. you if you are, I a, think I make. That you're, up. you're a white person, I and you that. buy the vegetable medley in a bag. <laughs> no, you can't. And you put right a piece there. of chicken in there, and you hit it with just soy oh, sauce no. and serve it with rice. That's not no, no, stir fry. No no no, 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 no. White people stir fry. It, it's as bad as white people Italian. Yeah, I mean, no. at least do fresh ingredients if you're gonna, you know, or just... learn how to make a pan sauce right. for a stir fry. You know what? You want stir-fry, do yourself a favor. Call a Chinese restaurant or a Thai restaurant. Yeah. They're, they're Very just, hard to do at home. It's Well, yeah, because you need about 18 different spices yeah. and mm-hmm. rice vinegar. and uh, Please, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, what else you got on there, Roberto? How about a nice egg salad sandwich on white bread? No, not for dinner. With I don't a nice think, side of uh, you think David's triscuits and cheese. David's <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> no. David's imaginary white wife. I don't think she'd feed him an egg salad. She doesn't like egg salad. This is disgusting. Eggs, egg, salad. egg salad is brutal because it really does smell up the venue you cook it in. Oh man, this is nasty. It's not, it, I don't think eggs should ever be something that's served cold. I just this is freaks. What me about out, deviled man. eggs? Ew, no, you don't no. like deviled eggs. I no, love that's an old eggs. person thing. No, um, it's not. There are a lot of restaurants doing deviled eggs now. Yeah, but yeah you know, it's they're, popular. They're yeah. gussying them up a little bit where they're putting like a nice piece of bacon well, on top or some shit. Oh, I, oh, oh, it was bad. I've gone to a place that fried deviled eggs. Oh, so good. What? Well, yeah, down well, south. How does yeah. that work? Down south, they just take the egg and then they just fry it. Dude, it, I, I swear yeah. to God, if I were president, I would ban white food. <laughs> it would be a black menu America would only serve black food. Here you go. Only. <laughs> David, honest to God, think about it. They're like When we do the Thanksgiving special, you think about it. We, we go down that menu. There's not a single thing on the white side of the aisle that outdoes its traditionally black counterpart yeah. on the Thanksgiving menu. I would, yeah, I would never have one of those, but one item on my The only white list. people food that outdoes black food is Italian. But that's yes. its own genre. Right. There's no self-respecting Italian guy who eats any of the shit that Roberto's talking <laughs> no, about. No, no. I would never serve this in my home. You don't have no strong enough at home? That's fucking uh, preposterous. <laughs> How about a nice uh, cucumber salad? And by that, I mean cucumbers, mayo, and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I have never in my life... Disgusting. Where did I've you never find this? This was comp- all compilations of... Uh, Going on Reddit and Google and finding what people consider to be the whitest foods of all time. The cucumber <laughs> salad. And they had sugar. Yes. I'm going to get sick. And mayo. I've never had that. That sounds Sugar and disgusting. mayo. Now tell me this. <sighs> Would this be a white, not just a dessert, but a, a snack only for white people? A nice Werther's original to suck on. <laughs> Wow. Why do I, do I love those. Why do I feel like you have to be 75 years old, <laughs> likely a racist? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Like, you just yeah. see this old, miserable, judgmental bastard sucking on a, car- a caramel. I, mean, I feel like those are all over the place. Are they here? I feel like those are all over the place. Who eats those? You know, like a dentist office or like a... Uh, They're everywhere. They are. But, yeah. Trying to remember the last time I had one of those. Probably around here. Yeah, I feel like they're around here a lot for some reason. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Then you wrap it back up. You suck half of it. You wrap it up. Save it for later. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. People do that? Yeah. Let me ask you this. From a food standpoint, here's another one I never understood. It, it is white people steak. 
You ever notice growing up that pan fried, thin, nailed it, (laughs) and ghost and ghost gray. <laughs> right, like, like you would get at a diner when you order steak and eggs. It's right, like a shitty diner. Right, and it's like fiberglass because white people have no clue how to cook steak. Like, and I, I mean the suburban, not like not like a a, a cultured white man as myself. I, I know how to properly cook steak. I'm talking like the old school way in this country was you cook it until it's gray. If it's pink, oh in my the, God, you yeah, may die. In a pan. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh. some butter. That's oh, it. That awful. is a fear, I think, of a lot of people. Oh, is this, is this too raw? Can I eat this? Oh, well, is, that's, that's another staple of white people chicken. White people chicken must be cooked until there's not an ounce of juice <laughs> left inside of it. Yeah. It has to flake like dandruff on your plate. <laughs> the all, like when you grill it, the whole outside is just charcoal. You know what I mean? It's just black. Let me offer My you... My girlfriend asks me that all the time. Are you sure it's done? Is this steak good to eat? I, are you I'm sure looking, it's done? Du- I know. What it. is like, that? Yes, it's completely fine. Hold on. Hold what on. is that? Mrs. Sully asks that? Like at times when I I get that when too. even myself when I've made you know when I, when I've grilled burgers or done steak or anything like the chicken right um, she'll always like cut it open first I just want to make sure this is good to eat I'm like yeah it's completely oh fine. I'd be so insulted yeah I, I, oh, I th- I'm, not, so I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not great on the grill but I no. think I'm good enough to know when the hell it's yeah my, it's right my kids don't like like I made steak the other night and they don't <laughs> like it really rare you know what I mean so um, I, I just calm them down I, I go listen. It can always be put back on, but you can't reverse the process once yeah. you've overcooked it. Very you know what I mean? And then true. the worst thing I hate, oh, it's dinner time. I, I just take the steaks off. They don't understand. I You have to sit for 15 10, minutes. 15 minutes before you can cut into them. Yeah. I, I did that last night. It makes so much of a difference. No, just wait. Yeah, tent them, put a dollop of butter on yes. each one. Tent them, shut them up, be done with it, and that's that. Mm. That and then leave them. Fifteen minutes. Go make a phone call. That then go mm. finish your vegetable or go finish your salad. Do what you got to do, yeah. and, and then unfoil. Let let some of the juice drip off. And if the, they had know, their way, I'd, I'd cut them into bite-sized pieces, then put it on the grill. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd have fiberglass nuggets. <laughs> bite-sized steak bites. D- David, let me ask you this question: yeah. In the alternative universe where your wife gets hit by a bus, you're a single dad with a couple of kids. You end up marrying a white woman. Mm. If, if this was your future, mm. which of these sounds like the the most palatable yeah. item that where you go? Okay, I don't totally hate my life, even though my wife was hit by a bus tragically, most and I'm a single dad with two kids. I, I guess I would have to go with the. the <laughs> But you got baked beans and hot no. dogs. You got meatloaf, fish you got, sticks, stroganoff. You got to take the baked beans off there. That's a depression meal. That's that's depression yeah, era. Dogs. How about the cod fillet? I, I guess I got to go with, <laughs> with the stroganoff. I yeah. guess I guess that's the only thing. Nice cod that I could. It is good. Stomach. That, it is good though that David did select probably the most fattening item on there. <laughs> Way to stick right. to your roots. Well, of course, I'm looking at dishes here. Black dishes, oxtails and rice with, Ooh, with let me, greens. Now, let me let me tell you something. That's fattening. I went out. This was probably oh hell. This was mid-August. I went out with a buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I always like to, a uh, uh, black gentleman, um, went, we always like to sample uh, <laughs> Caribbean restaurants. Oh, yeah. So we found a place we, we had heard about mutually and never been to, and their specialty is oxtail. Mm. I got to tell you, David, it was fabulous. It is so Absolutely. Good. Like, I've had it in the Caribbean, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's real. Mm. The one thing I don't fuck with is goat. That's just nasty. I've had it. It's, I've had it. It's I've fibrous, it. and it's gamey, I've had and it. it's gross. You've had venison before? Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. Venison is great. It is. 
But no, I, oxtail, legit. Don't be afraid mm. of it. Carry on. See, I always, uh, another thing I had a ton growing up in the morning, bacon. Who's, well, who, John, you bacon? <laughs> <laughs> he starts with a couple of pages on the toilet. Select cuts of bacon. Yeah. Bacon. No, well, that's where David misses out because he doesn't dine on swine. No, yeah. I don't. Mm. Bacon is. Uh, Bacon is the multicultural delight we can all get but down that's on. Thing, but that's why I didn't put any breakfast on here, because okay, breakfast yeah. is really, it's universal, I believe. Is it? I don't think. So you think white people are eating shrimp and grits? Boy, Real shrimp and boy, grits. Boy, I'll tell you. That's that, for breakfast? That was yes. On, that was on every menu in Charleston. I couldn't believe the amount of shrimp and grits that existed in that city. Holy shit. Isn't baby. breakfast for dinner a white person thing, too? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I actually well, saw this study the other day. I think, yeah, I think it was one in three Americans yeah, say that, that they is. love once in a while having <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Well, then call that, me white because I love yeah. it for dinner. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, I okay. do. Yeah. Then you may as well change my name to Bill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. Once in a while, I will do a breakfast reset for dinner. Mm-hmm. I, just, oh, I just love it. Yeah, it's good. Like, I don't oh. eat big breakfast during the week. A lot of times I don't eat. I don't have my first meal of the day until 1 p.m. I, I kind of give my, I, I intermittently fast, so I give myself so about a, a six, seven hour window to eat, but I don't eat until one. Like, I haven't eaten today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sometimes you're just like, you know, I, I now again, I don't do what I, I used to do. I mean, I, I make healthier pancakes, or I, yeah. I do it differently. I don't want you to think I'm just banging Mrs. Butterworth sideways. That's not how it works. Oh, pour but, it on and eat. No, I that's know. okay. I'll leave that for David. <laughs> David, David's got sausage links uh, coming Love out of his it. ears. Oh my God. But no, breakfast for dinner is underrated. Like what? We're going to leave this podcast yeah. taping and, and go have lunch. There's a 50-50 shot. It, it ends up being breakfast. Yeah, you I guys think usually so. do. Yeah. See? Well, if it's before noon, well, it is, it's afternoon. I, mean, I, might, I might have to do lunch. All right. Now, I have noticed there are a couple... Jamaican places in this area. You don't want to do that. That doesn't interest you. I, I've already, I, I, I've already, I know researched all. You have to pick and choose. Well, for, first of all, I will tell you the the peak the peak Caribbean cuisine. Cause it's not just Jamaican. There are great Haitian restaurants. Yes, there are, uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, there are lovely places. Understand something. There are two cities in North America that are legit for this. I mean, the ultimate. Well, three. I, I think a anywhere. Toronto, there's a massive Caribbean population. Mm-hmm. Wow. Toronto's one. New York is two. Yes. Massive Caribbean population. And then there's pro- and then I would say there's a major drop. You could use Miami. You could use New Orleans. I'm telling you, Toronto and New York are the top two because you are dealing with the highest concentration of actual first-generation Caribbean people coming yes. over and opening businesses these places will light you up. They're amazing. All right, now listen. Big power's at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles during a power outage? That's, that's it's absurd. Think about that. Big power doesn't care about you. Own your power. Take the power back. Go solar. It's power home solar. They give you battery storage with your installation, so there are no more power outages. You get a 30-year warranty on the American-made panels they install, and you own your power. You want to see if solar's right for you? Good. Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com, or you can give them a call at 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. You schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own your power with help from Power Home Solar. 
All right, our, our next guest, our main man, Dave Richards, CBS Sports, Fantasy Football Today. He is everywhere all the time. Dave, what's going on, brother? How are you, Mike? I heard you're 3-0 in yes. one of your leagues. Yeah, well, listen, it's it's always nice, too, when you're the defending champ and you're 3-0. It really grinds people's gears. It's uh, it's quite a delight yeah. for me. Um, it's part of the fun of fantasy, isn't it? Just to kind of make people, yes. make your friends mad because you're so good. Uh, yes, it's fantastic. Um Let's start out with Saquon, and I, I guess the angle I want to approach it from is I, I think if you're a Saquon owner, you're screwed, but what about if you're a guy looking to trade for Saquon, the Saquon owner's desperate, or the Saquon owner's already one and two, etc. What do you do with this high ankle sprain, and, and do you even bother going to get him, or do you leave it alone? Oh, like if I'm say three and zero, and my team is rocking, and I want to be the the stud in my league, I want Saquon Barkley on my team. And right now, his his value is like half of what it would normally be, mm-hmm. especially if the team that has Saquon Barkley is one and two or zero and three. Look, if you're zero and three with Saquon Barkley, you probably made some mistakes on draft day, and now you don't have your number one overall pick. I, I think you have to move him and get what you can. I don't think you can get anything close to the value that you drafted him at, but you can probably get a couple of good starters in return for him. And I almost think it's a move that you have to make if you've got Saquon Barkley and you've got a bad record. And subsequently, if you're 3-0 and and you've got a great bench and you've got the depth to move, do it. That way you've got Saquon Barkley on your bench. Worst-case scenario, Mike, for the fantasy playoffs. Because the Giants, have a, they've got a bye in Week 11. They come back in Week 12 at Chicago. That's a tough game for Saquon to come back to. But after that, it's the Packers at Philadelphia. Dolphins in Week 15 at Washington in Week 16. All right, those last two games are really the best ones for Saquon, and obviously he's going to get touched the ball enough to be very, very good. So the whole idea is to take your bench step, trade it into Saquon Barkley. You're not getting him at first-round value, and you will get a first-round player whenever he comes back. I got three guys I am worried about, and you can go whatever direction you want. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'm worried too. And and I, I wonder, I don't know how much of it is his fault, because the offensive line that he's playing behind is not very good. And the play calling seems a little stale. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, I was expecting lots of movement and misdirection yep. and great, you know, route-running concepts, and we're just not seeing that at all. Um, and Baker's getting fooled by defenses, and it's it's not good. So, he. Dare I say he's droppable? It really depends on how you feel about him and and where you want to go at quarterback. But I've got Daniel Jones ranked higher than him this week. I've got Kyle Allen and Case Keenum ranked ahead of him this week. I I can't trust him going up against the Ravens. It's going to be a tough matchup for him. And until that offensive line gets fixed, there it is. I think it's going to be hard to be confident in him. Dave, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, he doesn't have any ability to keep his eye level down the field. The offensive line is reminiscent right now of what Eli Manning dealt with with the Giants. It's a sieve. It's awful. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's going to it's crushed. People are dropping Jarvis Landry, which I totally get, and it was somebody that I didn't really want on my team to. No. And now Odell Beckham's value is starting to trickle down. Think about it. Odell's had two great plays all year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. And I, I guess I was, I was, um, I was counter to it. You know, I was contrarian. I, I just thought there were too many mouths to feed, and I thought they really wanted to pound the rock with Nick Chubb. And I wasn't on the Odell train. It's like what you always talk about on FFT is, if this guy goes at this spot, 
I won't have him on any of my teams. It's like the same thing with auction style. If he goes for this price, which he will, I won't have him. And that's exactly what ended up. I just, I was never going to pay the price because there's, there's too many mouths to feed. And now there's fewer mouths to feed because Njoku's not there. And uh, they should get Nick Chubb the ball more as a receiver, and they just don't. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change. Like, that's a great way to get around the offensive line. They need to be a little bit, they need to just be clever. Because right now they're not very clever offensively. Second guy, I'm worried about Josh Jacobs. Talk to me. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried. I, I don't. Here's what I like the least about Jacobs: is that when the game gets out of hand for Oakland, he's been off the field, and they need to keep him on the field because he's too good of a player to be uh, to be absent. And, and you're leaving Derek Carr back there with, you know, DeAndre Washington or Jalen Rashard, and I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get that. I, I don't think that that's anything worth feeling good about at all. I'm looking up the snap percentages for Josh Jacobs through the first three weeks of the season as we speak. I'm pulling it up right now. I know that in week two he played less than 50% of the snaps. Same thing happened in week three. He was down to 42%. Mm-hmm. So when, when game script goes sideways, he's off the field. That needs to change. He should be relied on as a pass catcher. So even when they're down 21-7 in the third quarter, which is going to happen a decent amount of the time with this Raiders team, I hate to tell you, he needs to be on the field, and he needs to catch passes. And, and John Gruden's talked about it this week. He says that they need to get Jacobs more involved. I think it's a good time to buy low on him. I, I think that if somebody loved what they got out of him week one, and in the last two weeks they're in panic mode, you should take advantage. All right, last one, uh, Todd Gurley. I, I, I'm sticking with it. It just doesn't look right to me. Uh, I want your take. Do you yeah, go get he, him? He, no. Okay, no. good. I, You're I, with I, me. Oh, dude, I, I wasn't taking him until round three anyway, and I was drafting with people that were taking him in round one. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is a guy who will occasionally look like Todd Gurley circa 2018. But I, I just think he's just, I don't know, man. There, there's just something off. He just does not look the same. The workload is definitely not the same. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not quite believing in him ever yeah. gaining that form. And I, it sucks because Ty Gurley was an amazing oh, fan fabulous. star. And he's awesome. He's an awesome football player. And now he's, you know, it's, it's like watching an actor pass his prime. Oh, my. All right, outside. It's terrible to say that. I know, but that that's where we're at with him. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns it around. But it's been a bad start to the season. And here's the other thing. Enough people drafted Gurley with a high enough pick where they're too invested in him. And they, I, I could put him at 18 points on a trade chart where – you know, the best running backs will be 40, 42 points, and Gurley's at 18, and no one will respect that. Everybody that has Gurley values him way too high. It is, so I've given you three guys that I was, I'm was i terrified of. It, who's the guy I missed in your mind where you're going, you needed to have him in your, your big three that you are worried about? I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you came at me with Stephon Diggs. That's a good one. Said that you were worried about Stephon Diggs. That's a good one. A, uh, a bad play now because two or three games the targets haven't been there. The one game where targets were there, he only had one catch and it was for a touchdown. He's kind of been lucky to have even the numbers that he has. And the Vikings are trying to be more of a running team anyway. I think I think it'll turn around for Diggs. Uh, I was hoping it would turn around last game, and uh, it quite didn't turn out that way. But his, his value has tanked. And I think people who drafted him are ready to get rid of him. But I don't think they're going to be able to get what they think they should. I think if you can get him at a significant discount, he's worth it. 
maybe you pick him up with the idea of him being your number three receiver. You know, like where Terry McLaurin or DJ Chark or somebody you picked up off the waiver wire will be your number two, and you trade for Diggs super cheap and he's your three. He's got potential to be better than that, and I just can't help but think that we haven't seen the best of Stephon Diggs yet. All right, I'm going to rapid-fire the listener questions at you. You can go a short answer, as long form as you like, uh, depending right. on whether you find him interesting. Um, is the Bronco D droppable? Yes. Okay. Uh, they are, you know, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. They're droppable, and at the same time, they are a desperation stream option this week against Jackson. No sacks, no turnovers. How is that possible? How is it po- no sacks, no turnovers? You got Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. What? I, I, and Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator. I, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, what's wrong with Devontae Adams? He's on a team that wants to run the ball a lot. It's kind of the same thing what's happening with Stephon Diggs. And what's different is that I, I think people are going to be patient with Devontae Adams. At least Devontae has a 100 yard game under his belt. And, this could be the this could be the game Thursday against the Eagles because Philadelphia's secondary is in bad shape. Is DJ Chark for real? Yeah, I think he is, and and I think he he's the best receiver for Gardner Minshew because Minshew, uh, from what I've seen, his best throws are to the sideline, and I think he likes going there. I don't think he really likes going over the middle of the field, and and I think DJ Chark with his size and speed just gives him an edge in that regard. Is Austin Hooper a flash in the pan, or is he truly a top five tight end? I think I think he's a top twelve tight end. Um, I, I have resisted giving him that full blown treatment, but as long as Atlanta, for, for what I've seen, Atlanta has had a hard time when when they've had a hard time running the ball. Hooper comes through, and look at their run game. I, I know last week was their best week, but Devontae Freeman still didn't look great. He, you know, he, he just looked a little slowish to me. Um, good numbers, good yardage, but he didn't break away. And I, I kind of see that as a problem. So as long as that's the case, then yeah, Hooper's going to be a thing. I know your answer to this, but I'm required to ask because a listener asked, do you see Danny Dimes as a viable QB in fantasy the rest of the year? The rest of the year, I'm, I'm going to say maybe. This week coming up against Washington. Oh, my. Oh, yes, Mike. He is a top 10 quarterback this week. Oh, my. He's, he's going, Washington's defense is terrible against the pass, and they played on Monday, and they're on the road, and Saquon Barkley's gone, and that offensive line can protect him, and he's good. That's the best part about him. He's good. He's a good, capable quarterback. I, I, I hate rushing into things like this, but... I, I just had that feeling that Daniel Jones was going to be a very good quarterback after all. Everybody missed their their uh, their scouting report on him. And, uh, yeah, since the preseason, I've been impressed with his arm. I was impressed with his wheels back when he was at Duke, when he had to run for his life. He's in a great spot right now, and it's a great matchup this week against Washington. Shocking revelations. Dave, uh, if people want to follow you, obviously Fantasy Football Today, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, listen to it. If people want to get it, you, where are you on social media? I'm on Twitter, at Dave Richard, all one word. I've got a Facebook account, too. Uh, I think it's Dave Richard NFL. Same thing with Instagram, Dave Richard NFL, but... Twitter's the spot because that's where we can be the most interactive. It's the easiest way for me to answer people. We need we need you to be more flashy with the name, though. Maybe something like at Fantasy Pontiff or something like that. Something with some appeal. <laughs> What's wrong with my name? Nothing. I just I, I I think your your reputation is too grandiose for it to just be Dave Richard. I think there should uh, be something. Let's keep, let's keep things simple. We we actually listen to this. So we actually they they gave me a, a promo code 
for we have we have a sports gambling website called uh, Sportsline, okay. where people can get picks. You know, they can make a bet and they can win money off of them. And uh, I they they were trying to come up with a code for me for that, and I was just like, just give me Dave Richard. All oh. one word. It's easy for me to remember. Jesus. People know how to spell Dave. People know how to spell Richard. They know it's not Richards. There's no S. And uh, people signed up using that code. Believe it or not. So by the way, you can sign up for Sportsline first month a buck if you're if you're into making picks. He's a company man, people. That's excellent. Dave, appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week, my man. You got it, Mike. Good luck getting to 4-0. We'll do, let's see. We'll do the trick. Dave, thanks, buddy. Talk to you. You got it. Be good. That's it. Roberto's hungry. We're out. Thanks for listening. Uh, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thursday, we'll hit you with uh, Cash the Ticket, so subscribe to that as well. And we'll talk to you next week.